You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Welcome back to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle. So today I want to talk about all of the crazy new habits that we're building basically on the fly. Does anybody else feel like that? Like you've created basically a whole new daily routine, a whole new repertoire of habits that you're now maybe sticking to, maybe not. Maybe it's pretty flexible and up in the air and changes from hour to hour. I did tell you last episode that one thing I've started doing is tracking my hourly activities, I guess you could say. Pretty much everything, like I am tracking everything. I've got a real neurotic type of tracking going on right now, which is I'm finding it really enjoyable. I'm surprised I've stuck with it as long as I have. Um, It's been a month, I think. Today's Friday. Sorry. Today's Friday. So yeah, it's been about a full month that I've been doing this tracking and I'm really excited about exporting all of that information, all that data and looking at it on a graph of some sort and just seeing like where the habits really pop up. Because I know that we all have habits for just about everything. I mean, 40% of our daily actions are habits. And I really want to see like where those really present themselves, what they're attached to. We'll go into that a little bit. And, and, you know, later on, when we start talking about the science and the mentality behind habits. But anyway, that's something that I've started doing. So habits have been something I've been really intentional about here lately, um, especially or really particularly since this whole coronavirus quarantine when I have an abundance of time. There aren't a whole lot of of indicators like we usually have throughout our day. We usually have different indicators of, okay, at this time this happens. These people are here. These people are there. You need to be at this location. You know, you have different uh, markers, I guess, for throughout your day that kind of dictate your routine. And you have habits that are attached to those markers and those locations and those times of day and all of that good stuff. And right now, I know I'm not the only person who is you know, now all of a sudden we're missing all of those markers and everything. It's like the slate has been wiped clean and it's kind of, it's like an interesting experiment to see where all of these new habits kind of develop and expand. And I really think that even when things go back to normal, a lot of the new habits that we're building right now are still going to be present in some way or another. So even though it feels like, oh, well, this is just a temporary interim type of thing, and I'm doing this during this period of time, a lot of this stuff, depending on how long this goes, and, and we don't know how long it'll go, but it's already been over a month, um, a lot of these habits that we're building are still going to be present in your life whenever things go back to, quote, normal. You know, back at the beginning of, of this whole quarantine period, Matt downloaded a bunch of games for us to try out to see, you know, different things we could play with each other or with the family as a whole. And one of them was called Unrailed. 
And that's what these habits feel like for me is this game unrailed. So what happens in this game is you're running around and you can you can do it with multiple people. So we've played it uh, from a distance with friends even. And you, you run around together and you're collecting resources like wood and stone and you're bringing them back and putting them on the train and the train is making these pallets, which are basically uh, the rail, you know, the railing for the train. And you're trying to make these railings and go put them in front of the train before the train reaches that point. So you're actually laying the tracks while the train is moving. And that's what that's what this habits, uh, habit formation has felt like for me whenever everything went down. And, you know, we're looking at things like, you know, new methods of, of grocery shopping and getting the things that we need sent or delivered to us or however, you know, however we go about it, depending on the situation Um, or, you know, how we're taking care of Charlie, our pup. And then, you know, when the girls started homeschooling and we're like, okay, so I guess we're in charge of this homeschooling routine now, you know, and now it has a schedule, but before it didn't even have a schedule. It was very much like, here are the classes, find time to do them kind of thing. You know, we were forming our own little habits and routines to go along with that. So it's felt so much like a parallel of this unrailed game that we were playing where we're just like laying the tracks down as the train comes and then making tweaks later if we need to, but hopefully, you know, getting it as close to right as as possible. And honestly, like, I feel like everything's gone well. Um, I The girls seem to be catching on to this whole new schooling system. Um, I've built my tent, as I've showed you, like down in the garage so that I have a place to escape and record while everybody is at home in all the other rooms. You know, we're all like morphing and creating what works for us. And I'm sure you're doing the same thing. But I mean, I think we can all acknowledge that a challenge has presented itself to uniquely to like all of us across the globe simultaneously. And, you know, we talked about this last episode about how it feels kind of like a one of those snow globes that's been turned upside down and the things that you're usually tethered to may also be kind of floating around up in the air with you. So it can be hard to stabilize. And for some people, depending on their family situation, uh, their financial situation, just all of the different factors happening at once, it's a very real challenge. You know, a lot of people are going through it a lot harder than others. I feel like I have it fairly easy. My kids are older. They're able to help and do some of their own schooling stuff. Like they do what they what they need to do. And then I'm just kind of like a background mascot and time manager, making sure that everything stays orderly and in line. You know, I have a history of working from home. So I'm able to sure, you know, I put up a tent and I'm flexible and I'm, you know, altering with the situation and with the terrain. But there are a lot of people out there who don't even have the ability to do that. So for some people, this is a real and challenging hard time. So I do just want to start off before we really dive into things about building these new habits on the fly by acknowledging that yes, we are, we have been presented with a very real challenge, and it's not necessarily supposed to be easy for everybody. I don't want to sit up here and say, oh, you know, things are going really great for me, and I'm doing this, this, and this. It should be so easy for you. I have no idea what your situation is. But what I do know is the potential that you have, because we all have, we all have this untapped well of potential, 
just in being human, the way that our brains are built, you know, the way that we think and the way that we create, you have the potential to create and to change your habits. So we're going to really dive into how that works, the science behind it, and what you can do to maybe make this process easier and to believe that you actually can make changes that need to be made because that's a huge stepping stone component right there as we're going to talk about soon. So I've been watching a lot of space stuff somehow here lately. I mean, I Matt and I have always been kind of interested in sci-fi and not just sci-fi, but like actual space, you know, like what's out there. I think it's it's crazy interesting. It's mind-boggling to me. We watched this YouTube video about the predictions of what the planet Earth is going to go through in the next, you know, hundreds and then potentially the next thousands and potentially the next millions of years, just predictions. Of course, nobody knows what's going to happen. But I mean, we didn't even watch the whole thing. But this thing kind of freaks me out. Like when you think about how small we are, and how much expand, like just massive can't even can't even conceptualize how big everything is out there because we've only seen just a small little glimpse of it. And it just it really it makes me it makes me think differently. Every time I start remembering, because we all forget, we get into our daily, you know, sure, we know that space exists. We know that there are other planets and other things happening and that we don't know what all's out there. We get that. We've seen sci-fi movies and interstellar and, you know, all of that good stuff. But whenever I really start like looking at the the science behind it and the videos that we have out there and what the predictions are and all of that, it really kind of brings things back into perspective that like, we don't know anything. <laughs> we know so little. It's crazy. I mean, another thing that we were just chatting about here lately is just the dinosaurs. And there's another thing that just really mind boggles me. Did you know, because I didn't know this until the other day, that the T-Rex is actually closer in existence to us humans than it was to the Stegosaurus? I mean, Littlefoot was wrong. That whole movie was a lie. They weren't even in existence at the same time. I looked it up on uh, discovery.com before this episode because I wanted the exact years. And Stegosaurus existed 144 to 156 million years ago. The T-Rex existed 65 to 67 million years ago. And humans are estimated to have existed for about like the past two and a half million years. That's so, that's like so much time, right? That's so expansive. That's crazy talk. And it's crazy to me that, you know, because we kind of lump all of the dinosaurs together as just being in existence at one point in time. But actually, it was hundreds of millions of years to the point where the ones that we know about weren't even in existence at the same time. All of this stuff, again, just boggles my mind. And I say this to put things into perspective, because that's the mental process that I've been going through lately that's kind of really put things into perspective for me, that we really just don't know anything. And yet, we tend to believe that like one human, each of us, one person's perspective at one point in time and one corner of the world somehow knows all there is to know about our own potential about our situation, what we're capable of, our ability to change. You know, I mean, how many people are in like toxic situations, toxic relationships in the midst of addiction? I 
I've been there in a lot of these situations. I have family members who are living through it. And I know that you get in this whole bubble where you just, you can't even see the potential. You can't even see the possibilities. And even down to a regular day in, day out, habitual type of, uh, of scale or scenario, a lot of times we just think that we're like stuck with these habits that we built because they're already programmed into our brain at this point. So this is just what we do. And we, we don't even consider that we're able to be flexible with it, that we're able to really honestly, truly change these habits and change the scale of our lives. So why is this even important? Mia, why are you talking about space and dinosaurs and all of this weirdness in an episode that's supposed to be all about mastering habits? Well, this is why this is why it's important that you actually believe what you're capable of, okay? Because belief is a core component to your habits. It was a core component to creating your habits, and it's just as much a core component to changing your habits. I go into this in a whole lot more detail in a masterclass that is on my learning center. So if you're if you're really wanting to dive into mastering habits and the science behind the creation of habits, the biology behind it, all of that great stuff. I really break it down in this pretty awesome masterclass. It's called Mastering Habits. I think it's Mastering New Habits inside of your home. Um, So if you're interested in that, then you can find that over at miadanielle.com forward slash learning center, or sorry, learning dash center. But one of the core components to creating new habits, to changing current habits, and to the development of habits in the first place is belief. So in The Power of Habit, the book, Duhigg's Power of Habit book, um, he talks about AA, And why, and I've asked this question before too, I know a lot of other people have, why does Alcoholics Anonymous and Al-Anon and all that place such a high priority on God? I mean, not everybody believes in the same God. Some people don't believe in any God at all. Um, So why does there need to be such a high priority on God? Well, somebody actually went in, he was an atheist or agnostic, and he went in and he did a study and did an extensive amount of research on why this program works, even though, you know, even with the God component that not everybody necessarily agrees upon, right? So what he found was that these people who were showing up for these AA meetings, they oftentimes just didn't have any belief in themselves. You know, a lot of times they had done something really horrible and, you know, maybe they were incredibly ashamed and they just didn't have a lot of trust in themselves at that point and also did not have a lot of belief in themselves. You know, many of them had tried quitting whatever their addiction was on their own, um, had tried going cold turkey, had tried tons of different things before hitting rock bottom and then going to an AA meeting. And belief is such a powerful component to changing your habits that something has to be in place in that structure, the 12 steps, the structure that's at the, the core of it, that's going to replace the belief that they don't have in themselves. So, I mean, that's what this, basically what this research showed was that people needed something to believe in. And it didn't really even matter what the source of belief was, but in most cases, in that particular type of scenario, it needed to be a belief in something outside of themselves. Because our brains are structured around a system of belief. 
I like to think of it as the railings. Man, I guess I'm on a really big uh, railroad methodology today. Uh, Marie Forleo actually put it in her book, Everything is Figureoutable. She says that the beliefs are the tracks, I think she says, that tell our thoughts where to go and how to get there. And that's how I've always thought about it too, is is that our beliefs are just like this underlying structural component, and we're not going to think things, we're not going to take actions in most cases that don't correspond with what our belief system is. And belief in its own right is also a habit. We have habitual beliefs, we have habitual thoughts. Whenever we're faced with a certain uh, type of scenario or a certain emotion arises, we immediately go to our habitual beliefs and our habitual thoughts. So I would say, in fact, that the three most powerful habits to build are not what we would consider to be typical habits. I, I believe that the three most powerful habits to build, when if you really want to strengthen your habit building muscle and be able to change future habits, is belief, first and foremost, willpower, which there's been extensive research done on willpower as a habit and the fact that we can strengthen willpower and we also we also tend to repeat the same level of willpower, i.e. habitually, um, to repeat the same level of willpower across all different areas of our lives. So if you don't really give much effort or much willpower to one area of your life, it's likely that you're using that same or at least a similar measurement of willpower in other areas of your life as well. But this is something that I have, I was like born with strong willpower. I feel like I've always just had a really tough bone when it comes to willpower. I mean, I, I truly believe that most of the great things that I've experienced and achieved in my life have been for no reason other than my willpower. And, you know, research kind of supports that with people who are successful or even with like kids testing scores. Um, in the book, The Power of Habit, one of the, the research studies was about the willpower of kids taking big tests. And they found that the willpower of kids to perform well was even more powerful in their results, gave them even more positive results than those kids who actually had a higher IQ. So willpower is just hugely important and helpful in all areas of your life, but especially and particularly when you're somebody who's going to want to have more control over your habits and creating new habits and situations like this where you're forced to build new habits on the fly, having that willpower habit strengthened will make you more successful. And then the third habit that I personally believe is one of the most powerful to have when it comes to building new habits is flexibility. And if this situation has taught us nothing, it's that flexibility is important. It is necessary in order to not lose your mind, in order to even be able to come up with new concepts and ideas instead of just sitting around being depressed about your situation, you know, like if, if you have flexibility, then you're more likely to come up with unorthodox solutions to your problems instead of living in, you know, like the very firm borders of a box that says this is all that you're capable of doing. 
So if you want more power in your life and how you experience your life, then those are three great areas to start with your belief, with your willpower, and with your flexibility. Start strengthening those and you can start in like even small areas, you know, just practice being flexible with like, I don't know, the type of mayonnaise that you buy or something, you know, something silly, something small. You can practice willpower and flexibility and even belief in small ways that don't even seem important. But remember, you're like building that, you're strengthening that habit, almost like building a muscle. And research has shown that you can strengthen willpower. You know, we said that it's a habit and that it tends to be consistent across different life facets, different, you know, the way you respond to different types of situations and scenarios. But that doesn't mean that it's static and that it's not changeable. You're not able to strengthen it. You're, you're absolutely able to strengthen and increase your willpower and your flexibility and your belief if you really want to. So why would you want to? (laughs) Why would you want to do all this? Why is it important at all? So this is where we're going to go into the science part of this episode, which is, you know, starting off basics, the things we already know, one third of our lives are spent sleeping. And 40% of our waking actions are spent almost sleeping meaning they are habits. So let me tell you what I mean by almost sleeping, okay? There was a rat, right? All of science seems to kind of start off with a rat. So there was a rat in an experiment where they were studying habits. And what they did was they started the rat at the beginning of this maze and they put a little piece of chocolate somewhere off in another area of the maze. And they would sound off a click and raise the door for where the rat was standing and let it kind of meander around the maze to find the chocolate. So initially, the rat would just kind of like scratch on the walls and would bounce off of different areas of the maze and would go the wrong way and eventually find the chocolate and eat it. And it would do that, you know, several times through, you know, several different repetitions of this process of this research process. And of course, eventually, the rat learned where the chocolate was, and it would go directly for the chocolate. So what's interesting is, they had these probes so that they could see the brain activity on the rat while it's going through this whole process. And the first several times that the rat went through the maze when it didn't really know where the chocolate was or where it was, and it was scratching on the walls and bouncing off different areas, there was high brain activity the whole time. There was high brain activity when the click went off and the, the door raised. Um, there was high brain activity while it was just meandering and kind of looking down each hall and taking the wrong turn. And then there was uh, brain activity when it found the chocolate and it ate the chocolate and it had the whole reward center process happen. So there was brain activity that was high the entire time. Now, once the rat learned where the chocolate was, and they repeated that process, even, you know, over and over again, after the rat learned where the chocolate was to the point where the click would go off, the rat would like beeline directly for the chocolate as quickly as possible and eat the chocolate, the activity in the brain started to change. So when the click went off, there would be a spike of brain activity And then as the rat went through the routine of making its way to the chocolate, the brain activity would drop down. It would be low brain activity, almost sleeping brain activity. And then it would spike again when the rat found the chocolate and started to experience the whole reward or pleasure pleasure sensation. 
So this is what, you know, this is the the key research principle that kind of taught us what habits are and how they operate inside of our brain. And there's more to it than that. There's more, again, that I go into inside of the masterclass where I talk about the parts of the brain that, it, you know, what's happening and where cravings come in and all this different stuff. Um, but this this is all you really need to know for the purposes of this episode is that roughly 40% of the activities and actions that you do every day when you think you're making decisions and you think that you're intentionally going about your life, more than 40% of those or roughly 40% of those are habits. And in roughly 40% of those, your brain isn't really doing much at all. You have really low brain activity and you're basically just walking through the motions. And this is actually a good thing. This is really smart of our brain that it did this because the whole purpose behind it is so that we're not constantly trying to figure things out and exhausting our our brain activity, doing things that we should already know how to do. So it's a way to conserve energy, to conserve mental energy. I mean, think about like when you first learned to drive, right? You're thinking about everything. Okay, I clicked the blinker. I slightly pushed my foot on the pedal and I also need to look in the mirror and the person next to me is touching the... You have like all of these different things and thoughts that you're having to focus intently on at one moment, right? And it's stressful. And it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of brain power. And you're not able to focus on or be aware of much else at that time. But you know, once you learn how to drive, now you get in the car and half the time you don't even remember driving there, you're just there like, all right, here I am at the grocery store or at mom's house. And you don't even remember the process. You don't remember turning on the blinker. You don't remember moving the car into drive. And that's a good thing because that's not important information. So there is there is a method behind the madness that is habits. And, you know, our brain is really smart for being able to factor and categorize things like that. So why this is important, though, is you can program those things that you're doing automatically. You can program these habits that your body and your mind is going through the process of to be things that you actually want it to be going through the process of, obviously, instead of the things that you don't want that maybe you unintentionally created as a habit. Those those are able to be changed. They're able to be adjusted. And now is kind of an interesting time with all of us having so many routines and habits and markers, like I talked about at the beginning, stripped away from us to where we're having to create and lay down the tracks as the train's coming, which can be definitely stressful and and hectic, depending on what you have going on in your life, for sure. Um, you know, this is also an opportunity to help lay the foundation for some habits that you actually want to add to this track of your life. Look at me using tracks and another metaphor. Um, three different ways we've talked about tracks in this episode. You're going to walk away being like, I don't know, she was talking about something like train tracks. Um, so, you know, anyway, I, I guess the point is that A, you're not alone. We're all laying down our tracks before the train's coming at the same time. We're all creating these habits on the fly that B, you have the ability to create whatever awesome, amazing habits you want. And you would be healthier if you take this whole thing on with a little bit of flexibility, because then you're not going to go insane. And you're going to end up creating better habits for yourself, because you're going to be thinking outside of the box, right? You're going to be thinking of new possibilities and capabilities and thinking with an abundance mindset, instead of a very limited mindset that people who have very little flexibility tend to think with. And see, 
that this is all science. It's all biology. And that means it can be configured, you know, have belief in your ability and your capabilities of doing this thing and doing it well and creating habits that are even better than what you thought. Because again, we don't know how many of these habits are still going to be there when things go back to, quote, normal. And a lot of them, I assure you, will still be there because you're building them right now and they're going to eventually be hardwired into your brain. So be intentional about that. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be bad. In fact, it can be really good. This could be an opportunity for you to reconfigure some things that you weren't liking so much before, but you got to be careful, right? You got to be intentional about it or your new habits might be something that I've been struggling with lately, eating a ton of sugar. Abigail likes to bake. She's making the cupcakes. She's making the brownies and the homemade cookie. She's really good at it, Um, but I definitely got to watch that habit of snacking on sweets at 1030 every night, right? So all of these little habits, they they will impact everything from your health to your relationships, to your level of happiness, to your future. Obviously, I think that this is incredibly important and, you know, just like really powerful to your overall life happiness and enjoyment. So if this is something that you feel like you really want to tap into more and you could use some more training on and you have some more habits that you're trying to break and you're having some struggle with that, then I do recommend that you check out my class, Mastering New Habits, um, particularly inside of your home. I also go into the science, so it's not just about habits inside of your home, but of course, as somebody who speaks on the Mind Your Home podcast and teaches a course like Clutter Cure, you know, there's definitely going to be a home component because part of maintaining the home space that you want, whether it's getting the clutter out or, you know, just like experiencing your life at home in a more positive way and feeling energized instead of drained, a lot of that comes down to, well, what kind of habits are you following through with every day. So if you want to really dive into that, again, you can see it in the Learning Center that's at miadanielle.com forward slash learning dash center. And I look forward to chatting with you next week.